Praying Family Chapel and the World Prayer Center presents Divine Acceleration Camp Meeting 2018 with Prophet Nase Opokustakodye from the 4th to the 8th of June 2018. When you finish your wedding, before you go there and start your honeymoon, tell the guy, thank you for marrying me because I have friends who are still not married. All the trouble we have for us of mommy is because we feel it's our right. If we begin to see things as a privilege, our attitude will change. And now, the message. I started something last time. I couldn't finish it. And I feel God wants me to finish that message. Hallelujah. And so I was talking about the five essential for... Uh, you remember? You remember it very well. Hallelujah. I couldn't finish it. When I wake up, I felt strongly that God wants me to finish. Mm-mm. Uh, the five essential for securing the blessings of God and walking in divine acceleration. If you remember, I started by saying that it has to do with the way you think. Do you remember? So you just continue from where you left off. Hallelujah. And I spoke about the fact that you cannot be different from your thinking. Just go and buy that tape. I'm preaching part two of it. So the way you think, we spoke about the fact that the way you think can affect the way you live. Amen. Remember, I'm talking about the five essential for securing the blessing from the Lord. It doesn't just happen automatic. Hallelujah. Every blessings in the Bible are not automatic. All the promises of the Lord in the Bible are conditional. There is a part for you to play. There is what you do to secure the blessings of the Lord. And the first point we make is that if you want to be blessed, then you have to work on your mind. Amen. The way you think. Hallelujah. It can affect your blessing. Then we move there and then we say that the way you see things, hallelujah, your perception about things, how you see can affect how you behave. Man, listen, Aji said, a thought will reap an action. An action will reap a habit. A habit will reap a character and a character will reap a destiny. So you don't decide your destiny, you decide your habit and your habit decides your destiny. I'm preaching. Hallelujah. That was said by man Lisnaji. He said, every action is the direct product of a thought. So you behave this way because of the way you are thinking. So a thought will reap an action. So the reason why you are acting that way has to do with what is going on in your mind. And as a result of that action, an action will reap a character. As you keep doing it, it become part of your life. A thought will reap an action, an action will reap a habit. Let me put this way: somebody say habit. So if you are always moody and depressed, oppressed, you will do it until and now it becomes part of your life. The only way you see there are some things that we can never lay hands on you for you to change. Never, it will not happen. There are certain things in you where it can only change when your mind is renewed. So Apostle Paul said that. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The way you see things, how you getting it? So, as it becomes your habit, it moves from habit to character. Now it has formed, it has become part of your life. And once your character, your character will decide where you land. So, for instance, your beauty can take you to marriage, but character must keep you. 
Oh, you, are, you, are, you are not listening to what I'm saying now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your, your attraction, your nice speech, and your shape can give you a good job. That's why Joyce Meyer said that your gift will take you to the top, but your character must keep you there. Only five people hear what I said. So it's the way you see things. The way you see things. It affects the flow of God's blessing on your life. It affects the flow of God's blessing on your life. As the fact that you see it this way hinder God from multiplying your blessing. Because if he give it to you, oh man. Once you see wrong, you behave wrong. That is why somebody in the Bible, he has never seen, when Jesus opened his eye, he said, I see men like trees. If Jesus left the guy there, once he see a Kriyamuatma, a tree, he see Audrey, Baoba tree, Kokomba tree. So, you'll be seeing human beings like tree. The Bible says, Jesus touched him again and said, no, I can't let you walk around. It's not that the people are trees, so that is the way he sees them. So, sometimes, people even behave towards you the way they see you, but you may not be the way they see you. That is why sometimes eh, you have to be careful about accepting people's opinions in your heart. It can affect you. You can't define people unless you classify them. So, they behave towards you that way because of the way they see you. And if you allow it to enter your heart, you are in trouble. Because listen to me. Listen to me. All the people that knows you, they all have different opinions about you. Yes. If you ask this person, what do you think about this person? He can say something opposite to the one the other one is talking. It is the way they see you. But the way people see you is not important. You have to be concerned about the way God sees you. Oh, there are two people that hear what I say. I say you have to be concerned about the way people God sees you. Are you getting what I'm talking about? It's more important. If you don't take care, your life will be shaped by your perception. Mm. And the perception of people about your life. Hallelujah. And remember I told you that the way you see things, the way you see things, all the church saw, saw as a medra. They all saw him as a medra. But Jesus saw him as a New Testament That's writer. Right. He right. said, listen to what he told and He said, he's my chosen vessel. The other people see and say that, how can you choose a murderer? So sometimes you have to pray that you will see things the way God sees them. Oh, it's the beginning of your blessing. Lord, help me to see things the way you see them. Your, the way you see things can affect the way you define them. If you see wrong, your definition will be wrong. If you see right, your definition will be right. So make sure you see where. That is what David said, open down my eyes. If you see people gossiping about people, it's the way they see them. In fact, let me tell you this. Even in ministry, if you don't see success, you can't be successful. Oh, come on here. I'm talking to somebody here. You must see it. You must see it. Do you know why Porter City is there? That is what I saw. So I can't produce anything different from what I saw. Are you getting it? God may also call someone. That is why 
if you don't broaden your perception about things, you will limit the ability of God to use you. It means that if God wants you to do big things, you will still limit yourself to small things. May you see where. I said from today, may you may your eyes be open to see where. May you see where. There are some ladies they are not even see their fiancés where. Hallelujah. Amen. It can limit the way. And remember, 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 remember. Before even I say that, do, do you see what God did there? <laughs> what God told Abraham, lift up your eyes and see. As far as you can see. Now let me tell you something. At the time God was talking to Abraham, the Jewish nation has not been raised. He was trapping the Jewish nation from Abraham. So he picked Abraham who was from the heir of Chaldees and he converted him to be a Hebrew and trapped the Jewish, the Jewish, uh, uh, what do we call people from Abraham. He became the father of the Jewish people and as a result of that and the purpose of that is to trap Christ from the Jewish people. Because God needs somebody on earth who will obey all the law. And there is only one Jew that will obey all the law. His name is Jesus Christ. Are you getting the point now? Now watch this. Watch this. When God called me, he said, lift up your eyes as far as you can see. It is like Ghana has no buildings. It is a bush. And God said, as far as you can see, I'm giving it to you. How far can you see? So God was not talking about physical seeing. Abraham must see with the eye of his spirit. The perception I'm talking about in the seeing, I'm not talking about visibility. It is Apostle Paul said that we walk by faith and not by sight. If you only define that scripture by visibility, then you have denied the other four senses. Somebody understand what I'm talking about. So when Apostle Paul said, we walk by faith and not by sight, he's not only talking about visibility because a silenced television means nothing to the blind man. So this is how the perception works. The fact that the blind man cannot see the TV does not mean it's not all. So there are some things you don't see, it doesn't mean it's not there. Ah, ah, that business you can't see, it is still there. A silence radio means nothing to the deaf man. It doesn't mean there is no noise. So have you seen it? Huh? The radio is on. The blind man has no problem hearing the radio, but he cannot watch television. If you lose your taste, salt means nothing to you. So you see, the tasting, the seeing, the hearing, the smelling, and the feeling, there is another sense. There is a sixth sense called faith. So you see, have you seen the way they operate? Remember, the father you don't see does not mean it's not there. That is why God said, when you pray, even if you have not seen it, believe that it's coming. Because listen, for instance, I can tell you by the authority of scripture 
that everything you came here to pray, it has been released. You yeah. didn't get it. Listen to what Jesus said. <laughs> what is whatever you desire? So I desire a nice bag. When you pray, believe that you receive it. What is whatever you desire? When you pray, believe that what? So as far as you are concerned, everything you have prayed, God said you have received it. But receiving does not mean it has manifest naturally. It means that heaven has released it. Believe that you receive. If you ended it there, then we will not need faith. Believe that you receive it, then you will have it. Do you remember? Mark chapter 11, I'm reading verse 22, 23, 24. Believe that you receive it and you do what? Have it. When you receive it, it will still be in the spirit. When you have it, it manifests to the natural. Oh, somebody didn't get what I said. Now, this is what we mix it. Between the receiving and the having it, a lot of you can cut it manifesting. You can cut the manifestation by your attitude. So you see, anytime you are in church, eh, your faith is based on two people in the Bible. Either you are operating by Abraham's faith or Thomas' faith. them are faith. All of them are a kind of faith. Abraham's faith said that no matter the natural circumstance, I believe it will happen. Thomas said that me, if I don't see and touch and fail, I don't believe. He said, Jesus has resurrected from the dead. Thomas' systems of identifying that he's the one was very interesting and wicked. Because remember Jesus died three days, so the wounds were still there. He said, Unless I see him with my eyes, even if I see him, I won't believe. I must see the wound. I will still not believe. I must point the wound. Cool. Then you say, I say, uh-huh, you are the one. <laughs> yeah. If you catch this principle, eh, you will never be under anxiety again. Because faith cannot fail. Through biblical faith, it cannot fail. And let me tell you something. Natural circumstance cannot stop faith from manifesting. Which means that, which means that, menopause and purpose cannot stop faith from producing a child. Let me tell you another thing. Do you know why your faith is shaking? Do you know why your faith is shaking? The first reason your faith is shaking is that your mind is trying to figure out how God is going to do it. That is it. The moment you come to the place to begin to think, how God, you see, if when I step into this ground and God show me the buildings that are going to come up, if I begin to, you see, yesterday I was standing at the guest preacher's prayer, what opportunity to be, and then I look at the place and then my spirit went back to the first time we came here. And when I throw back, I just begin to let and say, Lord, you are a faithful God. This is what you can do. But watch this. If I begin to see, and because 
You see, there's something about God. He never starts anything until he finishes it. Are you getting it? That is why he's not under pressure. So when you are under pressure, he knows how it's going to end. I told you some time ago that he doesn't watch a live match, he watch a replay. And the difference between watching a live match and a replay is that those who are watching the live match, they are always under pressure. So you didn't watch the match. Yeah. You were somewhere there. Yeah. And you come and Peter told you that Ghana has scored Brazil 2 name. Now he watching it live. I'm sure when Ronaldo get the boy is coming to our pool. Uh, uh, one day my wife, we were watching my homie like this. Yeah, 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 he's going. I said, yeah, you are killing me. Oh. I don't like to watch football with my wife. By the time I finish, you destroy all my dress. Are you getting it? And you see that he's under pressure. But I noticed that. That is what I learned. When we go somewhere, we came. I remember some time ago, they were playing some work away in some country. And where we were, when it is gay somewhere, it's nice somewhere. Sometimes, oh, wow. Some of you want to travel. Oh, travel. Uh, I remember when we were in South Korea. Eh? One day, I traveled from Ghana and I got to America. When I got to America, I was about six hours behind Ghana. Is that, is that what it is? Your Ghana was ahead of America. Then, if I know, before then, I flew to Dubai. When I flew to Dubai, Dubai was about five hours ahead. Is it five hours? Three hours ahead of Ghana. Then I moved from there and I flew to America. When I went there, I, then, so I went forward and I came back behind. Then from there, I moved to South Korea and I was about nine hours still ahead. So when you are working in South Korea, when it is daytime, you when you come. You don't understand what you are. When you see us travel and come here, if it's not when you come, you need one week to recover. Because you move from one jet lag to another jet lag. Because when it is a night, it is day here. Travel. Ah, I don't care, I'll go. No. So it's not easy. You have to psychologically, I mean, program yourself for all that. One day. Many years ago, when I started traveling, one day I had a very strong attack of sickness. I came back, we flew from here to Dubai, then Singapore. Then when I, 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 we came back, I was in Dubai, and then I was shivering that time. Eh? You see, I grew up in a house that the only secret we have is malaria. So once you see you are shaking, you went, you went find malaria tablets. So I went to the restaurant and I buy ibodiquine, tesolate or something. Then it became worse. Worse. I mean, the situation was so worse that they wanted to take me to hospital. I told my wife, no, we have to go to Ghana. I can't go to hospital in Dubai. Let's go to Ghana. And they said, to sit in the plane, I said, God will help me. So I sat in the plane, I came back. When I came at the airport, right then, I remember that time, Papa Robert, he took me from the airport and took me to hospital. When the doctor checked me, they said, you have no malaria parasite. So you took a medicine that has nothing to work in your system. And the doctor said, I do you know the reason why you started feeling the fever? Because of the jet lag. Because it takes your system a time to adjust and depend. Because sometimes your sleeping is not well. For instance, when we went to South Korea, the time, if I'm not doing anything, then I'll be sleepy. But in the day, I must go to the meeting. And by that is the time you guys are sleeping. And the sad thing is that. By the time we stay there four or five days, you see that you are adjusting to the South Korea system. Then after one week, you have to come back to Ghana and come and reverse the whole system again. How many of you want international ministry? 
And I don't care if it's heaven night crime, I'll go. Go. What did I say? The way you see, God doesn't start anything until you finish it. Before God starts something, he has to finish the thing. So you see, that is why he's saying that, believe me. The reason he's telling you to believe him is that. You may not see it the way he sees it, but if you believe it, he will do it the way he wants to do it. I can give you a simple definition for faith. Maybe you write it down. Simple. Faith has been defined in different angles, but a simple definition of faith. Simple definition of faith, simple means faith is believing what God has said. Can I add another one? Huh? I've told you before, so let me repeat if you have not heard. The greatest quotation in the Bible, in my opinion, the greatest. When you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, no verse can be compared to that. It is the greatest verse in the Bible. The greatest verse in the Bible is God cannot lie. Now, if without faith, it is impossible to please God. And the just shall live by faith. And you believe God cannot lie. Then whatever he says, you will believe it. Even if it doesn't look like believing it because God, you see, when you read your Bible, the people, the Bible called the heroes of faith. They saw things in the spirit. God told them things that doesn't make sense in the natural and they just be one of the things that make faith difficult in our generation is that if you start walking by faith, you look very stupid because one they are defined faith as foolishness that can prove it to be sensible at the end. For a 90 year woman, 100 woman walking about believing that they are going to have a child, and when you ask them, they said. Oh yes, we are preparing. And you could see Abraham and his wife walking to mother care at the age of 100 and they are buying baby's coat. It is very foolish. That's why I say, you are believing that God is telling the truth. Let me tell you something. Do you know why Noah's time, eight people alone was, was safe? God wished everybody would be safe. As for God, he gave the condition. It has not, he still has no change. Like our time. He has given the condition and he has sent his people to preach that. I am going to destroy this earth. If you want to come to the place that you will not be destroyed, receive Jesus Christ as your Lord. It's the same thing like Noah's time. I am going to destroy the world with water. If you want to be saved, then be in the church at that time, which is the ark. <laughs> now let me show you the fullest thing that goes with the faith that many people didn't believe. I told you before, I will repeat it. Repetition is a matter of learning. Noah went to, you see, Burkina Faso and Niger, they don't have a sea. So sometimes they collect their things from the port of Ghana. Is that correct? So when you see some articulator tracks in Niger and Burkina Faso, they don't have a sea. So they collect the things. Let me worsen it a little bit. At that time, probably the earth was not divided. We didn't have Burkina Faso and Ghana. Now, when Noah was building the ark, God told him to build the ark at Niger. So, it became a tourist attraction. 
The reason people didn't enter the house is that they thought the guy has lost his mind. Sometimes eh, you don't need God to give you the details before you obey. Which means that you may not even understand what you are doing, but because God said it, go ahead and do it. I'm sure Noah himself was thinking, what's going on here? Building an ark in Niger. And the ocean liner is building it. It took him 100 years to finish building. 100 years. Noah started the ark when he was 500. He entered the ark when he was 600. So all of them is in Genesis chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8. When you read there, you see all the story there. From chapter 5 and the last verse, Noah was 500 years when he started building the ark. He entered the ark when he was 600. So to build an ocean liner for 600 years, why? Because it must carry two kinds of everything God has created. If you don't get that kind inside, we have lost that animal or species forever. 100 years. Huge ocean liner. This is where the worldly people in Accra, Japan, New York, uh, London, who think they live in a city, came back. And they say, foolish man. Okay. When you read the New Testament, they say, one of the writers, I think they said that Noah was a righteous preacher. So Noah finished the ark and while he was finishing, he started preaching that God is going to destroy the world with water. So everybody get yourself prepared and if you want to be saved, come to the ark. He said, look at this man. He has lost his mind. This is the question that people are asking. Okay, we agree. How are you going to drive this ocean liner from Burkina Faso to Temahabo? You see, this is the difference between sense and faith. The reason you are mixing some things is that you are judging it by your senses. If Noah was building the ark at Temahabo, everybody could have jumped inside. That's why God says, your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. I think different from the way you think. If the ark was in a harbor, everybody could have jumped. So the people thought like, it is not possible. What the guy is doing, he has lost his mind. FM stations were picking it. Uh, GTV. Uh, TV3. Especially uh, for the day. Oh. He has lost his mind. But you see, in God's wisdom, you don't need a sea. Because the water will come and carry the ark. Because the Bible said everything was covered by water, including Mount Everest. I'm preaching. You look at me. Hmm. Do you know that we are still preaching so people think that it's nonsense we are talking about? Yeah, when we are talking about give your life to Jesus, some people think and answer something that I This is what Jesus said. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. Some people, eh, they, by the time the rapture finished, they will open their eyes and say, hey, 
And some of them, unfortunately, their wives will go and the husband will stay. There are women sitting in church forcing their husbands to come to church and they think it's nonsense. Now look at it. Look at it. Noah has three sons. They went to town and took girlfriend. One took one from Volta. One took one from Fatah. I'm sure Sam's, Sam's wife is from Cape Coast. And then Ham's wife is from Ochebompeso. And then uh, Japheth's wife is from Menyapaolo. And they married them. Now this girl said even their parents didn't believe Noah. The girls were saved but their parents died. This thing is a personal adventure. If you don't know where you are going, you will never get there. That is why it is foolishness for your husband to stop you from going to church. He is your husband, he is not your Lord. It's foolishness. It's foolishness. The second thing is that marriage is a temporary thing on earth. When you die or Jesus comes, marriage is parted forever. It's a temporary thing on earth. Supporting one another to go to heaven. So marriage must not take you to hell. It's the most stupid decision you can ever make. No. He told the Saudi Seas, in heaven there is no marriage. We will be like the angels. The reason why you don't need marriage is that there is no lust. To some of you that are having sex under coconut tree, baoba tree, and then sex, sex. Do you know some people, the day Jesus comes, they will be having sex. At a lang and the trumpet will sound. Think about it. Can you imagine you will be a deacon in the church uh, the day you are going to fornicate, the then the trumpet sound. When Jesus came, you were removing a brazier. The trumpet sound, pam, pam, who you brazier hook. I can see Jesus look at you and say, Are you cool and bypass you. You have mixed, may it never happen to you. One day I, I said this in a bro. Somebody asked me, Daddy, so who, who makes it? Is it the one moving the brazier or the one they are moving their brazier? I said, Both. Both of them are in trouble. There's a movie called Left Behind. Watch it. You'll see it. People think we are telling another story. People make money small and they think that oh, we don't need God. It has happened before. Yeah. The second judgment was, the first one was Lord, uh, after Noah's time, it was Lot. When God saved her, because you see, Lot was not supposed to be saved. After the bargaining power, if I can't find ten righteous, everybody must die. But God used the covenant of Abraham to decide to save Lot. Now, if you are going to heaven on somebody's ticket, then you must go by condition. For instance, there are some visas we have in our passport eh? We have it for our children, but the condition of the visa is that the children alone cannot travel. So when we travel with them, one day I have to send an aqua somewhere. They say, no, he can't go. You have to travel with him because his visa is on your visa. It means that he's not supposed to travel alone. He can't go. He's a minor, and we don't expect him to travel alone. Some country is not like that. You can just put him in a play, send him somebody and go. But some country, either me or mommy must go with her. Now, if Nanakwami is going on our ticket, then his destiny to go to that country depends on us. Lost destiny to be saved depends on Abraham. That is why God put conditions. The condition is that because it didn't come by your own righteousness, but I'm trying to save you by your uncle's righteousness. When I pick you, don't look back. 
Amen. Because it is on somebody. So when you look back, I tell you a pillar of salt. In a dispensation of grace. It's a different ballgame. You know what Jesus has to know come? Extensions of mercy. Extensions of time. We are not telling you an answer story. Give your life to Jesus. Now what are the difference between those who are in the world? Those who are in the world are those in Sodom and Gomorrah who don't care. Who want to practice all kinds of stupid things. But Lord and his wife, Lord's wife, are those in the church still fornicating. Idolatry, lies, gossip, all kinds of things. There are conditions. Don't think because you came to church to lift your hand, you automatically go into heaven. We are safe, we are being saved, and we shall be saved. It's a process. Don't think, don't deceive yourself. You can lose your salvation, depends on how you want it. That's what Jesus said, occupy till I come. I will come like a thief. I will come like a thief in the night. It means I can take you by surprise. The difference between the wise and the foolish virgin is that one doesn't have extra oil. So anytime you come to fast and pray, you are questing for extra oil so that when the bridegroom delay, there will be a reservoir to sustain you to go to heaven. Else you can mix it. I'm preaching. Hallelujah. So don't sit here and in the name of I am this and do whatever you charge. Some people think because they belong to a church, they are going to heaven. No, God doesn't have any church name in heaven. He has the book of life. If you give your life to Jesus in a Roman Catholic, your name go there. In Portus, your name go there. So God doesn't have all this church name. He doesn't have time. Because most of the names of the church, he didn't give it. So there is simple the book of life. Period. If your name is not in the book of life, you are not going to heaven. And I don't care. And don't deceive yourself. When the rapture can you see that your money is useless? Everything will be useless on earth. No. After the fall of Adam, everything came under a curse. Everything. The ground, it has been redeemed because Jesus Christ came to die. (laughs) But still, uh, the curses, they are in the atmosphere. It is when you don't want them that they leave you. How do I know that? Do you know that when you weed a ground and you don't plant anything, weeds will come naturally. Who told them to come there? They are there. So anything you leave without attending to it, the devil will take over. Mm -hmm. It's a battle. Master, did you know so wheat? Where are the tests? He said, let them all grow. So Jesus has allowed those fornicating in the church, those stealing in the church, those committing. He said, let them be the church and the righteous, let them all grow until the harvest time. So it is the harvest time who will know whether you are a Christian. True Christian. Oh, so to be more we have to tell you the truth. The way you see, the way you see, the way you see, so the fasting and the thing, and let me tell you something, that is why we can't fit in, we don't need to fit in. The church cannot fit in into the world. Don't try to fit in into the world. 
The world will not tell us how to serve God. Anyone who loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So the world cannot tell us what. So when we are speaking in tongues and they think it's foolishness, you must accept it. Because the knowledge of the secret of the kingdom is foolishness to those who are perishing. Oh, come on here, I'm preaching. No, when I get to that dimension, it's a different thing. The knowledge of the secret of the kingdom is foolishness. So our tongue talking is foolishness to them. Our offering giving is foolishness to them. So you see a generalist is lambasting a pastor for collecting offering. But there is more blessings in giving than receiving. The world sells. The children of God give. So if you are sitting in the church and God is targeting to make you a millionaire, the purpose of the millionaireship is for you to give for others and for the advancement of the kingdom. Abraham, I will bless you that you will become a blessing. We are possessors of everything, but stewards of nothing. We have it for the benefit of others. Give the Lord a clap of you. Are you getting it? Amen. Very, 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 very simple. Hallelujah. And your behavior is as a result of the way you see things. When you, when, when, when you change the way you see things and you begin to see things right, even your thinking will be right. Listen, I ask the Lord, why do you let us struggle so much before you bless us? He said, you call it struggle. I call it training. You see how sweet it is to hear God? No, you can give something a different name from the way God gives it. No. The Lord said, no matter how sanctified you live in an evil world, I must train you to live the world. Why should God bless you and lose you? No. Who will give blade to his two years old boy? You know the outcome. So God knows what is in your heart. In fact, let me tell you something. God knows you more than you yourself. That is why there are some things you ask God. It is not that he will give it to you. Many years ago, my little boy was two years old and I bought her an automatic electric rechargeable car. It's a nice car. You charge, you sit inside, and you move. But they can't man out in the Asia to return so. to a wall, bam, or some sort of bam, he ran, pick him. I took the car straight. I went to put it in the storeroom and lock it. He started crying. He, daddy, he will eat. He, 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 a car, he, my car, and I refused to give it. Am I a wicked father? No. Who did I bought the car for? But he's not trained to handle. So there are some things God will not give it to you now because he has not fully trained you to handle it. And when God gives it to you, that is why the psalmist says, when the Lord shall build up Zion, he will appear in his glory. So God's greatest desire is to build you before the glory comes. He can give you a very big ministry. When he see that, 
all kinds of things are in your heart. He knocks you down, drains you before he gives you another big one. Because you must arrive there knowing that it is not your effort. Period. That's it. If you don't take away, I have gone to fasting and go to a meeting to preach. The purpose of the fasting was that anoint me with power. And then I go there and the meeting was dry. The Holy Ghost didn't show up. After 14 days fasting, nothing happened. Come back and you are oppressed, compressed, downpressed, superpressed, upper press. Nothing like that. Until one day God told me that if you finish fasting and you go to a meeting, there are some meetings to that. When they call, you have just finished eating some banku. You don't even know what you are going to preach. You land in the meeting and God is in a display. Why do you do things like that? So that you won't think you will bribe me with fasting to use you. Oh, we will give you details when you are doing the pastor's conference. These are some of the things we will teach you when it's a pastor's conference. We will teach you something. So that, is it fasting wrong? No. But don't let it be your mind that you can force God to use you because of fasting. You can't even fast and claim that because you are fasting, God should call you. Oh, somebody's giving the Lord a clap of it. <laughs> you must understand it. Call the dealings of God. That's why I told you that God has trained me in a certain way. And he told me that impacted upon new generation. And some of the things, just deliver it to them. So that you understand. Because the way you see things can affect you. You can think that you can bribe God with fasting. No. Yeah, I saw an evangelist, I had an evangelist, outstanding American evangelist, who has stormed the word and he said, I have not been able to fast for three days. Three days, but God used him mightily until there was a crisis in his home. Then he began to enter fasting. And he started fasting long. But then, it shows that God doesn't use you because of your fasting. When you add the fasting, because fasting, eh, it brings your body under subjection and helps you to tune out with God. But don't think, don't let it be in your mind that God is using you because you fast. God is using you because of his grace and mercy. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You are not special at all. This is his mercy. I took a tape in Bed in Power those days and I listened. When I was listening to the tape, I bowed down my head in shame. I said, What was I preaching that people are coming to listen? I couldn't even understand the things I was quoting. I couldn't understand myself. I said, Is that the way we were? Now, now I have grown. I look at some. That's what Paul said when I was a child. Did Paul saw his childhood? No. From the time he started serving Christ, at a certain point, writing the book, he saw some things he has preached and said, mm, "This is childhood message." But at that time, everybody was coming to listen. So it is not the preaching; it's the grace backing it up. 
getting it. That is why God doesn't call orators. The fact that you are fluent does not mean God will use you. No. You are deceiving yourself. When you see somebody preaching, he said that. No. God does it. God is not an Englishman. You are the one pampering English. No. No. I told them in America, I say, English is not synonymous to intelligence. So the fact that you good you speak good English English does not mean you are wise. It's a language. It's a language. Hallelujah. If there's anything affecting Africa, it's those adopting people's language. <laughs> Every country that is making strides, they are they are proud of their language. We went to South Korea and sometimes when they are preaching, they don't even interpret. Some things they just because that's what I mean. Doctor Cho is the only one who comes speaking. The other pastors they come. I'm telling you because if somebody wants to control you, he must give you his language. And it's always important that when you start learning with your mother's language, the tongue in which you are born, you will excel in it. So the biggest economy in Africa is South Africa, and it's the only country that you are permitted to use local language to be a professor. No, South Africa, you can go to school and use the Zulu language from class one to be a professor. Ghana, yeah, when you speak bad English, people laugh at you. But when you speak bad in fancy, they don't laugh at you. If I let me tell you, let me tell you. The kingdom in Ghana that is proud of its language is the most powerful kingdom. You may not, but Asante Kingdom is very powerful. It's a few kingdoms in Africa that is recognized by the British monarchy. If you go and speak with Asante, you speak his language. You won't speak English. The fact that you speak good English does not mean you make wise decisions. Oh, man. That doesn't mean that learning the English is bad because that is what you need. It's sad that in Ghana, if you don't pass English well, they will even let you go forward in education. It's not my mother language. And the English, it can even be confusing because what the British people speak is different from what the Americans speak. Mm -hmm. Professor, this is a prof by his, he can only speak Dagbani. This is a prof by he can only speak Ewe. Natural. You see, <laughs> we were raising children and we didn't speak local language with them. Until one day I met an American white lady in America. And when he met me, I said, good morning, how are you doing? He said, hey, it's saying, oh, yeah. And I said, what? Who born dog? <laughs> he said, yes, I was in your country. And I came to stay in a croupon. That is the time I even know that. There is some school in a croupon, something a croupon. He mentioned something, something crest down, something. I always have good friend and find out what is there. He even the girl told me that they translate Bibles and stuff. And he came to stay there to learn the tree language. I said, what's the meaning of 
learning the three languages. He said, one. But one of the things he said was that, one of the things the lady said was that, if you want to stay in Ghana and be successful, you must know the three languages. Even if you don't want to speak it, when they are speaking, you must hear. That's what the white man told me. Because Central Region is a can. Western Region is a can. Asante Region is a can. Eastern Region is a can. Are you getting the point? Broad Region is a can. So why does the government legalize that one? Now watch this. If you go to Tamae, whether the person is aware or gone, everybody speaks infante. It becomes general. You pick it up. One of the things that make Africa suffer is our tribalistic instinct. Somebody says, okay, why don't we legalize Ewe? Ewe is only in voter region. So fine. Number two, it is more easy to speak tree than to speak Ewe. For instance, when I was learning Ewe, sometimes you have to combine two alphabets and pronounce it one. No, it's like Korean language. The way Korean language is, it's difficult for them to learn English. He told me. Even the Chinese language, the Chinese people themselves language in a day. They themselves complain. But there are some language. The white man told me, the white man told me now, it is easy to learn the Akan. You can easily learn it and write it. Yeah. Do you know why Apostle Paul became very powerful? Paul was a Jew who grew up in Rome. It's like the Ghanaians in America who has American passport and Ghanaian passport. So Paul has a dual citizenship. Sometimes when we arrest him and it is Greek or it is a Roman, there is past speaking the Roman language. Hmm? One day the Romans beat him. He said, do you beat a Roman citizen? Are you getting what I'm talking about? So Apostle Paul, he started the ministry in Jerusalem and was able to storm Asia. Asia. Storm there. Ephesus. Galatia. He's Come there. Because one of the fastest ways for people to accept you is to speak their language. You'll be accepted. Hmm. Amen. Amen. How important it is for you to know different languages. And some of you have the brain to learn other languages. Learn it. You will need it. Learn it. Learn it. Now, if there's a language I really want to go and learn, it's Chinese language. When I went to China, I realized that I discovered that if I were to speak the Chinese language, I could have won a lot of souls. Some of them, it's not that they don't want to serve Christ, so they have not heard about him. I'm telling you. They have not heard about Jesus at all. They have ne- since they were born, some of them has not heard the name Jesus. If you go to China and saw somebody about Jesus, you ask you, is it America? You see, Chinese people, the only thing they know is America. If you come to our church, there are different kinds of people here from different tribe and tongue. But we are all fitting. And we are cool. Because the blood of Jesus has brought us together. And by the blood, we are together. Now, the language we have to learn we need to learn because we need it for evangelism. The reason why even some people in the church, when they are getting ready to marry, they must marry their tribe people is because of the way they see. Some of the scriptures that say in Christ, he said there is no Jew, there is no Gentile. It's not still working in the church. 
You can go to a charismatic church. A girl, a guy from Cape Coast, bring a woman from Vuta region. When they go home, the father says, Ufri, Osimi free, Agbozomi Krekro. Say, ah? Osufri, Agbozomi Krekro. Then he say, no. They are, they are, they are ordained and by the purpose of God for their life. The two of them should be married. But tribalistic spirits. Look at somebody say, how do you see me? Ask the person, how do you see me? You see, one of the difficult preaching is a preaching that challenges your mindset. Jim said, there's a way you think, but the word of God is coming and challenge. Today I wake up and I was studying the book of John. John chapter 6. And I saw that Jesus was challenging the mindset of the people. They left. They left. The Bible says most of the disciples didn't follow him again. Because you see, you can't tell a Jewish man from eating your flesh and drinking your blood. Hey! When he finished, he said, it is the spirit that quickened it. The flesh profited nothing. You, I'm speaking spiritual things, but you are judging it carnally. Do you know what the word of God does it enter your heart? You always pick the word of God with your carnal mind. If you pick it with your spiritual mind, you will understand it more. Amen. Lord, help us to see where. Help us to perceive where. Amen. Listen to me. When you meet a girl in the, fam- in the church and it doesn't come from your area and that is the one God wants you to marry, stand on scripture and marry her. mean that when you meet a woman from your area and you want to marry, marry her. It depends on the spirit. But not everybody has to get that. Not everybody has to get that. Amen. There are some people say maybe they will marry white people. But women they are in the church. They are black. They are trained to become fair. God has told the man that's going to marry them that when you go to church, the original color played, I, played, I created this girl, a black lady will be sitting by your left, he's your wife. When the guy turned, the girl is fair, so we can't find this one. <laughs> Have you seen that no lady clap? You saw any woman clapping? No, so do you know why they do that? Yeah? Some of them as even bleach, uh, they've developed cancer. Do you know why they do that? The way they see. It's a very simple thing. He has just concluded that every man loves a five-colored woman, which is a deception. <laughs> if I have seen white men who want to marry dark women like Chaco, I've seen it. Love is a spirit. Love is a spirit. Do you know why God make you black? If you were to be white, I could be a bit backsliding. Wow. Wow. You'll be too beautiful that pastors cannot preach. 
Some of the white people, if you remove their hair, you will see what you see. There's a compensation. There's a way God made it. I'm telling you. Even the black skin is a blessing. It's a blessing. It has no problems. If you don't see where somebody will let you feel inferior about yourself. Amen. Let the white be white and let the black be black. And God never make a mistake. Beautiful. Hallelujah. Maybe a little fair or chocolate like this woman, and then you want to just maintain because sometimes we are not seeing it. Me see, say, why is it so to me? But to go and buy soap, Robert, uh, 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 Albert, uh, Kingsley, <laughs> it's a very sad matter. Just wasting your time. You finish, and the men that you want to attract for, they don't want to see you. Because who should come and marry you? Because Robert is expensive. Because the man that will marry you must continue buying Robert. Meanwhile, he also bath with Kingsley. So what is going to happen? Look at someone and say, don't disturb yourself. Don't disturb yourself. Just serve Jesus Christ. You'll be fine. Hallelujah. Serve Jesus Christ. The men that love you, they love you the way you are. This one, I'm talking to you as a man. Don't disturb yourself. Don't force and slim down in three days. Because you try this in the crowd, but when you unnecessarily. Hallelujah. Disturbing themselves unnecessarily. Don't use any cream to eliminate wrinkles. Fast and pray. Don't drink anything to slim down. The fastest way to slim down is what I'm teaching you. Be disciplined. Fast and pray. And when you finish the fasting, don't go back to overeating. Get the benefit. You will look. Not everybody should be slim. It's dangerous. Hmm? Not everybody should be slim. Do you know why people are trying to force and become slim? Because of the way they see. You have concluded that every man loves a slim woman. Who said that? Who said? I saw a man and his wife in America. The woman was five man. My partner said, Didi, Didi. <laughs> Didi, I want you to put on more weight, Didi. Hey. Hey. Some of the things that people say is fat when you go to America. I was, I was, I was telling my son and Akwami at a point he was putting on weight. And I said, I'm not slim down. Then we travel to you and say, Daddy, you say I should slim down. Look at this one. I'm very slim. <laughs> the guy pointed to somebody and encouraged himself and told me that, look at this one. I am very, very slim. 
Tell somebody, don't disturb yourself. Don't disturb yourself. The way you see can affect your behavior. I'm telling you, the way you see can affect your behavior. The way you behave as a result of the way you see. And the way you see is affecting your state of mind. If you dress and somebody does not tell you you are looking nice, then you are depressed. That's why you keep asking people, you have so it, wait. Wait. Not everybody will like it. Like yourself. Yeah. Then I saw something on one of the media. It was in trouble. was celebrating his birthday and it's written, Happy birthday to myself. See how they wish you birthday cry. Oh, we show. You see, let me tell you something. Life is a gift from God. You either enjoy it or endure it. Which one do you want? And number two, don't ever, listen, don't ever put your happiness in the hands of people. Not even your spouse. It means that don't wait till your husband makes you happy. Because some of them, they don't have the happiness to give you some. Make yourself you'll be depressed. Right? Sometimes when you hear people gossip about you, eh, the things they say, you, 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 you wonder whether you, you spell your name well. <laughs> so, I, 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 no. Anybody that lives and he's concerned about how people said about him, God can use you. You, you can't be part of the work. If you are concerned about how people say you can't be in leadership, no. Sometimes I have to fire people from here. I look at you and say, I don't want to see you here again. It's part of leadership. Because if you don't fire people who are not doing well, you wouldn't give opportunities for people who do well. Yes. That's what it is, part of leadership. No. That is why companies can fire. You can't say because it's church, you can't fire. You will limit the growth of God's work. Mm. Let everything be done in decency and order. Because somebody can come and work in a church and think because it's a work, he can behave anyhow. No, it's the same pay. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. That is why not everybody can be a president. No, you can't be. Don't even deceive yourself. Do you know the heart you need to become a president? You must make tough decisions. I'm telling you. Check the leaders in the Bible. Check them. Check them. Some of them, they have to sack their children. Abraham sacked Ishmael under God's instruction. Mm. Amen. Don't, if you are that person, do you know why you are not doing anything in church? Do you know why people get offended in church? Because of what people said about them. So it has cut them from their divine assignment. If nobody talks about you, it means that you have no future. Oh. <laughs> One day... There were so many things going on about him. People were saying all kinds of things because of some table. I went to one of my, one of my spiritual fathers and I said that ah, people are talking. <laughs> he laughed quick, 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 quick. And then he opened his office. There was a mango in his office. There was a wall and some children were throwing stones. He said, watch it. It's ripe mango that attracts stones. Yes, the reason they are talking about you is that you are ripe. Yes. You go. He sacked me from his office. 
And he told me, he said, listen, do you know what they have said about me? Mm. Told me, he said, do you know? He said, you, they just said, you have not even entered newspaper yet. <laughs> <laughs> he sacked me from his office. He said, I'm wasting his time. You should know by now. If you are ready to come to ministry, you must be ready. You can be a pastor in a chair. They will give you a nickname. Look, look at me. Am I an old man? Am I an old man? They have started calling me Numwe here. One day I was saying something. I said, Numwe, Numwe, Eba, Eba. Hey, the question I shared with him, I said, Lord, am I an old man? I'm going to be a pastor. Oh, yeah. They oh. call you. No, that is a fact. It's true. That's part of leadership. It don't mean anything. They call that old man's coming. <laughs> I begin to bind and say, Lord, I refuse it. Now, do you know that some of your children was there to go to university when they talk that from my old lady, you know, my old lady. You are not old lady, but you have become old lady by force. It's life. <laughs> In leadership, you have names. <laughs> some of the workers, when they see me, they say, they, they, they give me up. everybody in the name they call you. You cannot live your life. The way you see things can affect you. Listen, every failure can be traced to a broken focus. Oh, the Christians are clapping for Jesus. Whether it's marriage failure, academic failure, business failure, ministry failure, along the line, what is a broken focus? Listen to Jesus' instruction. Greet no man on the way. Let no one break your focus. am I talking to? Hmm? You are angry because of what your mother-in-law said. Are you married to your mother-in-law? God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra, or telephone, plus 233-303-413-703, or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org, or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.